Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Escudero. And you're listening to the Easy Beats Podcast on the Anchor app. And this is the first official episode. I know I just dropped the intro like 30 minutes ago, if that. But I really wanted to get into this topic. It's the NBA Free Agency 2019. And boy, it did not disappoint. So let's get into this right quick. Multiple signings have been confirmed here on SportingNews.com, including the signings of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, now this is just insane how they collect that amount of talent in 24 hours. It, it's just beyond me. Kevin Durant, four years, $164 million. Kyrie Irving, four-year, $142 million contract. Just absolutely insane. DeAndre Jordan, a four-year, $40 million contract with the Brooklyn Nets. Now that team, instantly, from the time D'Angelo Russell got to the team, nothing but uphill for them. Making the playoffs last year as a six-seed, will now look to be one of the contenders out in the East. That's insane. Speaking of D'Angelo Russell, he signed a deal, signed a trade with the Warriors. Four-year, $117 million deal with them. Warriors obviously getting rid of KD helped with that signing. They were also able to keep Klay Thompson on a max deal. And that's just the beginning of it. I mean, so many signings went down. You had Kemba Walker, four years, 141 mil with the Boston Celtics. The man who looked like the franchise player for the Charlotte Hornets. And now they don't have a star at all. It's going to be full rebuild mode. We know that. Jimmy Butler off a sign-and-trade deal with the Miami Heat, the four-year, 142 million dollar contract as the Sixers added Josh Richardson from the Heat as well as Al Horford you know you know that guy and under to 9 mil crazy stuff I mean so many signings the Nuggets keeping their core Vujicic Jamal Murray the Bucks keeping their core Chris Middleton Brooke Lopez and bringing along his brother Robin to play alongside him, as well as a shooter in Wesley Matthews. Some other notable shooters here, J.J. Redick, a guy that I wanted the Lakers to go after. I'm going to say this now. A little bit of a bias for the Lakers. Been a Laker fan my whole life, so for the record, I'm a Lakers fan. But that will not impact me at all. In terms of reporting the news to you, the viewers, the listeners, excuse me. And now Derek Rose, shout out to him. Signed a two-year, $15 million contract with the Pistons. So glad that he is still in the league. Getting opportunities like he does. Absolutely deserves it. Some other role players like Patrick Bevler. 
Terrence Ross, Ricky Rubio, Trevor Ariza, Brogdon with the Pacers. I mean, just so many names. So many names. And guess what? None of them. Absolutely none of them. For the New York Knicks? R.I.P. Stephen A. Let me tell you about Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith, as great of a broadcaster of analysis as he as he does, it's funny to watch. It really is. He is suffering. <laughs> and it's just so funny to watch. This man is going bonkers because nobody wants to go to the Knicks. The New York Knicks. A market that is trash now. <laughs> because they, 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 nobody wants to go there. I mean, their big signing, Taj Gibson. Two-year, 20 mil. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're looking at for the Knicks. You're looking at more seasons of mediocre basketball. I mean, it really just is hilarious. It's also embarrassing for New York, but who cares? Julius Randle. A big signing there. So it's not like they haven't gotten anybody, Stephen A. They didn't get the guys you wanted. You are proclaimed God in KD. Chose the other New York team. I mean, that's just funny. It's funny. On the, on the first take, Max Kellerman was ripping on this guy. He gave him a Julius Randle jersey. Just with his name on the back. Thought Zion was gonna come. And then boop! They got hosed. They got hosed in the lottery so bad. But as we know, it's all rigged. The Lakers got the four pick. That should not have happened. But they got it. And they traded it away. For good reason, they were able to get Anthony Davis. In Francis. They had to get rid of the whole damn team to do that. But, you know, you know, having three players on the roster. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably gonna win the chip. Not really. They still need to add players on the bench. I mean, they signed Troy Daniels to a minimum, but uh, that's not going to get the job done. They're still looking at Kawhi. And speaking of Kawhi Leonard, he's really one of the only big free agents left on the market, along with DeMarcus Cousins, Danny Green. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, looking at the list here, not a very long list at all. Bobby Portis, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock. You know, those guys signed with the Knicks. So they're getting a lot of role players. It's just not going to do anything. Seth Curry, a guy that was being looked at by multiple teams, signed back with the Dallas Mavericks. Good for him after having a breakout season with the Blazers. And everybody really is waiting on Kawhi's decision. Because he has a lot of impact on who else signs with him, like Danny Green. It was confirmed this morning that he has limited his destination to two possibilities. The Lakers or the Raptors. Now, having just won a championship in Toronto, he can obviously stay with the team, stay with the defending champions, have a number one seed in the East and dominate over there. Or he can come back to the Lakers. LA. LA kid, LA product from the IE. 
to Homecoming. And not only that, he'd be playing alongside arguably one of the best players in the game, LeBron James, AD, a guy who's not even in his prime, and Kyle Kuzma. Other than that, I don't know who's on the roster. But it's funny. Because the Knicks aren't going to get him. The Knicks are going to suck again. And it surprises absolutely no one. But Stephen A. But pretty much the, the one decision that's going to be remaining is Kawhi. Because if Kawhi signs with the Lakers, that means Danny Green comes. If he stays in Toronto, Danny Green will stay in Toronto. But a lot of pros either way for Kawhi Leonard. He is loved tremendously in Toronto. He has the key of the city. They're crying out loud. He is like Mr. Canada, basically. He can stay there and make a legacy there. Or he can go back home to Cali, play for L.A., and be a Laker. And I'll tell you what, they can get the role players, and they can pick up Melo, they can sign Rajon Rondo again, just pick up some good pieces there for the bench, they will be a championship contender in a heartbeat. This team might even be favored. You might just want to chip the title to the Lakers. I mean, the balance there really depends on where Kawhi signs. And he's really the last major for agent not to sign yet. He's going to take his time, as he deserves. He deserves everything that he's gotten. And so as we await that decision, we have to ask ourselves, what is going to happen this season? We haven't had this much parity in so long, it seems. Now... You can make the exception for last year. Last year, of course. I know last year, a lot of people pretty much had the Warriors penciled in to win the championship. Coming off back-to-back titles, you know, obviously we were curious to see what LeBron would do in L.A., but we pretty much still all agreed that the Warriors were going to win. They were going to play either the Celtics or the Sixers or whoever it was in the East winning four or five games. Right. But of course, there's some drama that happened in the season. The Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, went from a mediocre team in the East to having the MVP in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, personally, I enjoy watching him play. I love the guy. He's a seven-footer, incredible speed, strength, athleticism. I mean, it's just awesome to watch him. He is an absolute star the Milwaukee Bucks and for them to go about the season the number one seed in the NBA not just the East but in the NBA from basically seven to eight seed a year prior it's incredible the Raptors also the number two seed was signing Kawhi from the trade of DeMar DeRozan Warriors, obviously, you know, they've had some injuries. Yeah. That was in the finals, the playoffs. Let's just leave it at that. The Warriors, of course, they finished number one. The Nuggets, though, the big surprise there at the number two seed. 
with all those young guys. And I called that at the beginning. I said the Nuggets are going to be a breakthrough team. With Isaiah Thomas, Jamal Murray, yeah, Nikolai Jokic, Gary Harris. They had a lot of young talent on that team. They finished the two seed. They're gonna they're gonna be back this year too. I'm telling you this. The Blazers finished three. OKC again disappointing. I thought they were gonna be a team to contend with Paul George and Russ, but that didn't end up happening. And I can say after last year what we saw in the finals, barring the injury of the Warriors. I was shook with the result. I was shook that the Raptors won the title against the Warriors because they simply outplayed the Warriors. They outplayed every team in the East defensively. Pascal Siakam, most improved player of the year. I believe he dropped like 30 or 32 points on Draymond in game one of the finals. And that was just excellent. Because to be honest with you, I didn't really like Draymond. I still don't like Draymond. I think Draymond looks like Welvin the Great. You know, the D's nuts me. That boy's so damn ugly, it just makes me insane. And I'm glad somebody exposed that one. I'm glad someone exposed his ass for what he is. A trash offensive player that relies on hype. Defensively. I mean, if it was me, I would let Draymond shoot all day. I mean, he's that sorry to me, but... I'll try to leave my biases out of it. Last season was great, and the way it ended, I guess finally. The Warriors, the dynasty is over. After a long five years, them being superior, it's going to be a mystery in the West, so there is a little bit of an allure to the Lakers that would make it easier to win there than it would in the East. Now, this is something I would never thought I would say. Not for a while, at least. Because of how dominant they were. And how good of a number two seed the Rockets were in the past. And how close they were in 2017 to getting there. Just, just insane, the turnaround. And now with the free agency. Multiple fates of teams have been turned around. The AD trade, Pelicans, Pelicans getting Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. I believe three picks, first-round picks. I mean, just ridiculous. That team is going to rebuild quickly. And with J.J. Redick, they're going to be a good offensive team. The Mavericks with Chris Dapp, poor singers. Poor Knicks. Poor Knicks, man. <laughs> I swear. Poor Stephen A. The Dallas Mavericks with Luka Dantage. Seth Curry, poor Zingas. They're going to have a good squad down there. The Hawks. Drafting a good young talent. They're going to be a good team. Josh Collins and Trey Young. They're going to be a good team as well. Very good players. A lot of good young teams that will be emerging. The Utah Jazz, what they did with Conley in that deal. Along with Donovan Mitchell. It's going to be a really good year for them. They're going to improve. Hopefully OKC will improve. That only happened, though, where Westbrook passed the ball. Paul George needs to be more dominant. The Rockets. 
Are they still going to be good? Are they still going to be in top two, top three contention in the West? I'm not sure. James Harden needs to stop playing hero ball. He needs to spread the rock, pass the rock. It's a great offensive talent, but the team needs to be there. They need to be... They need to be in a union. They need to be together in the next playoff run. I think they'll still be a good team, but it's going to be interesting. The Lakers also will be good. If the Clippers do end up signing somebody, I think they'll be a good team as well. Yeah, given a good good coach and Doc Rivers. Good owner in Jerry West. Clippers may or may not be contenders. We'll see. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. They are going to be good. They're going to be a good team next year. As well as the East. Boston will stay in contention with Kemba. Not having to deal with the locker room issues that Kyrie had brought. No situation with Danny Ainge, uh, Gordon Hayward, etc. You have the Sixers who are loading up again. Keeping Tobias Harris, getting Al Horford. You've got obviously the defending champion Toronto Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks, who believe that they can win from their core. The Pacers, Oladipo coming back to health. They're going to be in the mix as well. The Nets, now with the big three, going to be legit. And the Heat, Butler, like the second coming of D. Wade for that team, possibly. So the East is loaded with talent. The East is, I mean, you can pretty much write the check for all those teams in the playoffs. With the exception of one eight seed. We don't know who that's going to be, but those are the teams in the East that I think are just going to have great seasons and that can possibly contend for a title. The West still remains a question mark. And those question marks will be answered soon. Where Kawhi signs might determine who that team will be. Who that championship contender will be. And that is pretty much it. That's all I got for you. There was a glitch on my computer. So, the video just popped up. Uh, if you were a loved one, been diagnosed with mesothelioma. Yeah, you know that. But thank you for listening. This episode will be on Anchor. Also, try to get this on SoundCloud. Make sure you go check us out. You follow on Antoine the Champ Instagram. As well as my Snapchat, Born to Ball 14. And as always, thanks for listening and have a great night. Good evening, everybody, and welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Escudero, and you're listening to the Easy Beats Podcast on the Anchor app. Just going to be talking about the week in review, some of the major events that took place over the course of this week. I'm going to start off with July 4th. I know we're skipping a lot of days, but hey, we can do that here. Um, July 4th, happy late 4th of July to all of you. Hopefully, you had a safe and sober 4th of July. I know I did. Well, kind of. But, anyways, 
a lot of fireworks popping in the air in Fontana. It was like a war zone. So many illegal fireworks being shot up in the air like freaking bombs. It was fucking crazy loud. Hopefully nobody uh, took their hand off, you know. Hopefully nothing exploded there. Yeah, that wouldn't be very nice. Um, that wouldn't be very nice news to hear at all, actually. You know, the next day. Uh, 35-year-old Carlos Ramon Sanchez uh, had a firework explode in his hand, and his hand is bleeding like shit. Some of his fingers are missing. Now, that definitely wouldn't be a good headline to hear after 4th of July. Um, a lot of beer drinking, a lot of partying going on, fireworks in the sky, a lot of eating, all that good shit. Celebrating America. But the bigger news on July 4th, obviously the earthquake near Ridgecrest, California. I mean, that was pretty huge. It's 6.4. And we felt that out here in Fontana. So the thing with that being that the city that had happened in the epicenter was a little over two hours out. And the fact that we still felt that in Fontana, felt the shaking, especially in the house, I felt the shaking of the glass um, cabinets, the chandelier was moving back and forth, a lot of that just shows how powerful it was being that far away, obviously close to there, um, footage of the roads cracking in half um, stores with the things falling off the shelves, power going out over there uh, definitely some damage done to some homes there and I was even seeing on the news uh, a lady's house in trailer park was flipped on its side <laughs> and they had to help, you know, get their neighbors out because their house was, was pretty much sideways. And it was just crazy seeing that footage there. Um, but that wasn't even the last of it. Back-to-back days of big earthquakes. A 7.1 hit yesterday around the same area as the day before. Talk about getting fucked twice. I mean, my mother nature, that was some shit. Um, 7.1 and we felt that here that felt longer to me uh, being out here in California I was about to get under the table when that happened and it was just crazy Um, but just the magnitude of everything um, being able to feel it from San Diego um, just insane to see how powerful that was and thankfully not on the San Andreas fault line. Not on a fault line. Obviously, prayers go out to the families there. Um, but that had been on a bigger fault line. We would all be fucked right now. And we were all waiting for that third earthquake, that big one that was seemingly that was seemingly um, unavoidable. It is unavoidable, but it was seemingly like it was going to happen the very next day. It was kind of like we were expecting the big one now. And so the joke was just move to Atlanta. I mean, just for the fuck of it, just move to Atlanta and, uh, you know, go chill out there. <laughs> and that's just in that area. Um, but in all seriousness, we thought that a bigger one was going to come. We still do believe that the big one is inevitable at this point. Um, definitely a scary sighting. Um, there's no other way to put it. You know, had that been here, bigger damage definitely to occur. Uh, in your schools, in your facilities of work, 
families would be affected, all that bad stuff. So thankfully did not come the way, but this should serve as a reminder to all of us to become more prepared for this type of stuff and to better change our attitudes. Now, the climate change guys are going to be out here on this one like, oh, you know, don't piss off Mother Nature. Uh, but that is right. I mean, some of that stuff does have to do with us, of course. And um, just just to be careful, be ready uh, for the earthquake, the big one that's going to come. Yeah, it's going to come hopefully not too soon, but you never know.